Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here with another episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This is episode number 141. And today we have a different type of podcast. I actually have a guest that is not yet an entrepreneur, but aspiring to be one. And he has a good exit strategy and that type of thing. And I thought, you know what? I love this idea. I love getting into that early mindset before things happen. So we're going to check that out in a couple minutes. But before we get into that, a few things I want to talk to you guys about. And it's kind of me talking out loud for myself, but I think it'll help some of you as well. And a few things that the first month of uh, this time of being a full-time entrepreneur has kind of taught me. The first thing is you got to stay focused. You know, perhaps everybody doesn't struggle with this, but I do. I get excited about a lot of opportunities and a lot of things. And my wife and some of my friends will grab me and say, hey, you're, you're starting to get spread a little wide again. So you have to consistently refocus on what's most important to you, kind of the core pieces of your business, that type of thing. So it's really, really easy to say yes to everything, but it's a bad idea. And I've found that even um, – even since I've been doing this full time for the last month, I've had to say no to a lot of you know pretty cool opportunities. The opportunities that have come by, but I know there's no way I can do them correctly or well or to the best of my ability because I'm just going to get spread too thin. So um, for me, I've kind of identified like four main quadrants of my business, and anytime I start to drift from those, I got to realign because otherwise, I'm never going to reach my goals. So hopefully that helps somebody. Speaking of goals, um, I'm usually really good about writing my goals every day. And what I do, and I've talked about this in the past, is I write a question that'll say, what do I want to accomplish? And then I'll pick five goals. And I don't put timelines on them because some of them are you know things I think I can achieve in the next quarter or maybe the next year. And some of them are a little bit longer range. And I, I personally like the blend of both. But what I noticed was I haven't done this in a few months, and I looked at my last entry, and I was like, I've accomplished like three or four of those, and the other one or two left, I don't really, I don't really care about anymore. So I restarted that today. What I find is if I take two minutes a day and I keep writing the same thing over and over, one of two things happens. I either end up reaching the goal or something pivots with my interest or my focus or what's important to me, and I adjust the goals accordingly. But if I don't have goals, me personally, I'm kind of lost, and I, I lose my purpose pretty quickly. So um sounds simple, but if you write them down every day, you actually start doing things subconsciously that help you reach them. I first learned about that in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and I thought, eh, do I really believe that's possible? But if you do it, something may not happen for three months or six months, but once you start to see it happen, you'll say, oh, wow, oh, how cool is that? Reprogramming your mind. So give that a shot. And then the last piece is remember where you started. So I can look back two and a half years ago and where I was like Mark, who I'm talking to today, and I had some good ideas. 
but hadn't done a bunch yet. And it helps me to look back over my shoulder and see where I've come from. Cause then I can remember when I was there, where is it that I wanted to go? And then I can look at where I'm at today and say, am I headed in the right direction? So a lot of this journey to sum it up is pivoting, renavigating your course, recharting your course. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, uh, voyage of the ships from, you know, the UK over to the US back in the 1400s. I mean, there's a lot of uh, adjustments from weather and change of plans and things like that. But, you know, our lives and our businesses are really no different. So stuff to think about. It's definitely a journey, a process. It's not a destination. Hopefully that resonates with you. All right. So let's talk to our guest today. Super fun stuff. Uh, Mark and I connected on Facebook in a group and he said, I want to come on the show. And I said, let's do it. So I like this. You know, we do the conversations with established entrepreneurs. We've got the full access project where I talk about it's almost like the audio journal of my experience. And then talking to guys like Mark as well is really cool people who are in the early phases of things. So between those three formats, I think we pretty much capture everybody we want to capture. So good stuff. Let's check it out. What is happening, everybody? I've got a very special guest with me today. I've got Mark Spencer, who's actually an aspiring entrepreneur. It's a little different than we've done in the past, but I'm really, really excited about talking to Mark. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much, Jason. I'm very excited as well. Awesome. Good morning from Australia. Yeah, absolutely. So it's about 4.40 in the afternoon here, but and what did we decide? You were, what, 16 hours ahead or something like that? That's right. If I'm doing the math right, so it's 8:40 in the morning here on a lovely sort of early fall day. Very nice. So uh, mid 20s Celsius. I'll I'll do the conversion for you if you want, but can't complain. There you go. Very nice. So is it really fall there now, or is it spring? Uh, it is. Yeah, late late summer, heading into fall. Man, that's using crazy. The American nomenclature. <laughs> wow, that that just blows my mind. I, I guess I forgot that in different hemispheres the seasons are different. So very yeah, interesting. Yep. Yeah, we've got, you know, it's February here. It's usually pretty bland and boring in Indiana. But last night, my son and I were in the driveway after dark. And it was 68 degrees, which is unheard of for wow. this time of year. And usually if we get to March, we've got good weather. So no complaints. It's unseasonably warm for the next two weeks. No chance of snow or ice. So it's uh, all things considered pretty good. Well, hey, that's a bonus. Every time you can avoid ice. Oh, Absolutely. So I'm really curious, man. I, uh, you know, I have an audience of entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur myself, uh, two businesses going now and a full-time day job. So life is uh, a whole bunch of fun right now. Heavy <laughs> sarcasm there. But um, it's not often that I get to talk to somebody in kind of that pre-startup phase. Um, you'll share with us kind of as much as you're comfortable with kind of where you're at in the, the corporate world and what your plans are to get out of that. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. Thank you. Um, well, my kind of journey and my stories have been a bit of a strange one all the way from the start. So where where you're at in Indiana, you know, about as far away from Indianapolis is where I grew up in Washington State, um, about as far away from Seattle in a small community called Maple Valley. And my, uh, my dad owned a few acres there, had a big warehouse, and has pretty much been self-employed his whole life doing uh, military surplus. So that's already in and of itself quite a, a strange thing. Um, so I, I grew up with him working from the property, being around, uh, working for himself, but but not really seeing him for 50, 60 hours a week. There, there were weeks there where he was doing 100-hour weeks while I was growing up. 
Um, so I was exposed to a, a hard work ethic from a very young age. Um, being young, growing up there, I was I was homeschooled in the states until I was 12 years old when I went to boarding school in New Zealand. So it's it's quite a weird journey that one. Um, so this has taken me through to going through boarding school to to changing schools a couple of times, doing correspondence classes because uh, I was at a, a tiny school where there was no one else of my same year level. So the only way I could uh, do some studies was via correspondence to. Uh, then getting into a small uh, Christian university over in New Zealand when I was 16 to do a diploma in business entrepreneurship. But but studying entrepreneurship didn't seem to make much sense to me. It was a lot of small business skills and, and all good stuff to be a really good jack-of-all-trades employee. But um, I didn't feel I had the the tools or the mindset at 17 to, to really start something for myself. So I started working at the university at their animation studio um, as you know, a an office admin kind of you know reception guy, and then uh, I went back to the states actually in 2018 as a as an 18 year old, and I landed, and the first newspaper I saw was Lehman Brothers collapses, no students expected to get summer jobs this year, so that was interesting. What was that time like for you over there, Jason, in, in 2008? Because 2008, yeah, yeah. So that's really like when the mortgage bubble burst and. Um, you know, the economy was shook up pretty good. So a lot of people that continue to do the same thing if they, they, that they'd always done and really struggled, you know, when the mm-hmm. economy changes in a wide range, you know, it, you know, you've got to, you got to do things differently, but you know, like we hear about, there's always people that become wealthy out of those times. There's always people that yes. see the opportunities where other people just see the struggle. So uh, I'm trying to think what in the world was I doing in 2008? So I was just getting my master's degree. I was going to attempt to climb the corporate ladder in HR. So I was mm-hmm. pretty pretty unaffected by it in that field. Um, I had done entrepre- entrepreneurship before then, and I was um, kind of doing what I want, what everybody wanted me to do, and kind of go through the corporate routine at that time. My world personally yes. was pretty much unaffected, to be honest with you. But I know that's really that, good. Yeah, but I know a lot of other people, uh, especially small businesses and stuff that didn't make any changes, kept trying to do the same thing. They really struggled, you know. Absolutely. Well, you were lucky there, Jason, and the HR does not only hiring but firing, so there was always work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a grim. But, so, um, so where are you so, at now? You're in you're in sales. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I went on a, a long meandering path, but basically, I I then went back to New Zealand. Did did the degree thing, did the uni thing, and then was working in Auckland for a while in, in New Zealand, in the largest city there. And then I went to China for two years and was an English teacher there. So it's it's been a very unconventional path. Mm-hmm. But um, luckily enough, when I came to Melbourne uh, last year, down here in Victoria and Australia, I had a, a long sort of history of hospitality and working in, in restaurants and cafes. And I got a job here in sales at a hospitality point of sale uh, software company, essentially. So I, I happened into sort of the type of job I would have been lucky to get uh, had I just gone straight out of uni to do this. Um, so I, I get to deal with some of the biggest hospitality groups and, and restaurant groups in the country. And it's a, it's a very big sector of the market here and, and quite important. Our chefs are our new rock stars. Um, so it's it's quite an exciting sort of space to be in. 
mm-hmm. which could maybe lead you to believe why am I trying to leave. Yeah, I'm really curious. <laughs> I'm curious to know that, and then I have some kind of backup questions for you. But yeah, let, let's hear that one. I'm really, I am curious. Yeah, certainly. So the the job is something I, I really enjoy. I, I, as you can probably tell with doing this, uh, once I start talking, it's it's hard to get me to shut up. I think. Um, so being able to to walk into a venue and start talking to people, start building relationships, and just introducing myself is never hard to people. I've I've never really been scared of a no, so I've never been scared to just ask questions. Um, and even even broad, audacious kind of in-your-face questions. Um, so I, I'm really enjoying the position, but what I'm finding is I, I've been very bad at staying in the same job longer than a year. I've, I've never really been able to do that. I'm, uh, I'll be 28 here shortly, and I don't think I've, I've done that my entire life. So I'm coming up on a year at this job now, and I'm getting a lot of sort of fundamental questions about if I did this for... 20 years, um, would my impact on society around me uh, be worth that 20 years of my time? Um, I, I'm a bit of a, a, a climate change and sort of social, I'm not sure of the right terminology, but I, I, I care a lot about the impact uh, our day-to-day actions have on those around us. And if I'm working at a job where I can't fully justify what it's doing. Uh, if I if I don't think I can stand behind the product fully, and that's probably a pretty high bar, then I um I very quickly start to see holes in the in the structure I'm in, and uh, and want to get out of it. Um, so that I guess takes me to to podcasting, and and what you're doing is a huge inspiration for this. Honestly, that um you can be a guy in a house doing a show and have it be heard anywhere in the world, and that show can be a very positive. I, I undeniably positive thing on on people listening to it um sorry i should really just answer the question <laughs> no i mean hey, you're like me you just uh, you speak with you know how your mind wanders there's nothing wrong with that no need to apologize you know what some things you said that were really interesting actually made me smile was kind of what i hear you saying is that the same thing i say to myself it's you know, if I disappeared tomorrow from this job would anybody notice i was gone you know am i exactly. doing yeah. meaningful work and the fact you can't stay at a job for a year, you know, what 90% of at least America would say is, oh, you're just, you're just not dedicated. And you know what I say? <laughs> that tells me that you're completely unfulfilled and you should be leaving. You know, mm. I have, the longer I go in the corporate world, you know, and I'm there out of necessity for now. Um, but mm-hmm. what I, you know, before I jumped on this podcast, I was over out in the country at our manufacturing shop. Uh, rolling out sheets with my wife and cutting them out while she sewed them because we've got a, a birthing bed business in addition to uh, this yes. business. And we just purchased that from her family. And the neat thing about it, you know, it relies on babies being born. So it is recession proof. <laughs> and it's interesting because I told her today, I said, I would be happy working this and the other business, you know, with the digital marketing, that type of thing with this. Mm-hmm. I said, I would be happy doing a hundred hours a week for myself. I would never get tired of it. I love it. I love building stuff for myself, but I would never do that for somebody else. I've done, yes. you know, I've done management in the corporate world. I have no interest in dedicating more than 40 hours a week to somebody else's company. Fundamentally for me, it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't pretend it makes sense. I don't apologize if people don't agree. Uh, so I think everything that you're saying and doing makes perfect sense to me. And if nobody else supports you, you've got me, brother. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, I, that speaks exactly 
to, to me as well. I, I made some notes before coming on today, and I, I had written down here, I, I'm realizing I, I have to be an entrepreneur. I, I need to be because um, I, I'm very good at getting jobs. I've never had an unsuccessful interview. Uh, it's something I'm I'm proud of for some reason, even though I end up leaving after a year. But um, there's only so much, I guess, contorting I can do to uh, convince someone I'm dedicated to something that I'm only, you know, 90% sure of. Um, and and I've worked at a lot of places where the founder's gone on to to manage the company after 10 or 15 years still, mm-hmm. and their uh, their perception gets really warped of of what they're doing and what the value is because they don't have an idea of the current market anymore. They're still going off original principles and original ideas. And um, yeah, it's it's tough. I don't think I can do more than 40 hours doing that either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm right there on the same page with you. I think it's a beautiful thing because here's the part that makes me sad. So I, I literally will talk to people every week and I'll find them in different places. It might be a Facebook group, you know, like we found each other. It might be mm-hmm. um, face-to-face and they'll tell me, you know, it's people I know or people I don't know. You know, I'm very outgoing as well. But people will share an idea they have, and they're so excited about that idea. And you can see their whole body uh, positioning change. You know, they get very, very upbeat. And then they'll absolutely. And then they'll just kind of stop, and I'll say, "Okay, so have you started that yet?" They're like, "No, it probably will never happen." And I say, "Why not?" And they well, and they start coming up with all these excuses, these reasons these invisible chains that keep them where they are. And if I have the opportunity to let them know like, Hey, if you die in a week and you know, you're going to die tomorrow, you know, four days from now or whatever, you're going to have nothing left but regret. Like life is so short and so precious and you get one chance. Why would you not go for it? Like, I'm not saying you need to go quit your job, but instead of watching Netflix for four hours a day, here's a really wild idea. Do something productive with your time. You know, if That's people right. if people would try for 30 days, 30 days in a row to put one hour a day towards the same thing, you know, a side business, their whole world would change. But most people can't even do that. They'll go two weeks and then they won't feel well or something will happen and they'll have something they'll come up with an excuse why they can't do it. You know, one thing that I've committed to this year is getting back in shape. Two nights this last week, I said I was going to work out. And I did, and it was after midnight both times. Did I want to? No. But I have a plan, and I'm going to stick to it, you know? And it's the That's same thing. That's extremely impressive. It is. I mean, it's it's the same thing with business or anything else. You have to be accountable to yourself. Because there's there's a lot of opportunity when no one's looking for you to not do it, but you're only, you're only you know, shortchanging yourself. So That's right. Very interesting. So what do you want to do with podcasting? What's your idea like there? Yeah, well, if I could just speak briefly about sort of what sort of podcasting means to me and, and why I think we're at an interesting moment in it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I So I, I grew up as an only child, homeschooled, like I said. So uh, it was originally books on tape that were my sort of first friends. And I had hundreds of hours of, of American history, um, you know, biographies on tape of uh, famous historical figures and then I got into the civil war and revolutionary war history that way and so audio as a, a format was always very viable and and important and and really spoke to me so I kind of I understood that that medium from a young age I could be out cutting firewood with my headphones on and and listening to a book at the same time and it just seemed a really great way to leverage my time um <laughs> thinking that way as a 12-year-old leveraging your time. Um, 
So it got to maybe I was about 15 and we had uh, This Week in Tech come out. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, This Week in Tech, uh, Leo Laporte out in California. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's where a lot of the, the tech podcasters of the early 2000s kind of got their start. Uh, people like Merlin Mann and uh, Jason. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went on from there to experience the big wide world of, of podcasting. And what I really love about it is, is that there is no barrier. People can do just like what you say here, Jason, and just get something up. Um, you don't have to do six months, 12 months of planning. You can just literally start recording something, put it up and see if there's an audience and go from there. And I've learned a lot of things through podcasts. I've, I just quickly checked my stats before coming on. And since April of last year, I've listened to about 41 days of audio, which is a little horrifying. Uh, it's about an average of you know six or seven hours a day of podcasts mm-hmm. I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So why I really want to get into it is, is I see a future coming pretty soon. And, and I read a lot of other people looking at the industry who do as well that this kind of wild west, no barriers we've got right now is going to change because it kind of has to for the revenue models. As you said, I, I was just listening to uh, an episode this morning you did with the um, former pastor with the audio production company. And he said there's a, a beauty in, in not knowing your audience size. Um, but in order for people to be make a li- making a living doing this, we really do need better data. We need to know who's listening and where they are. And I think advertisements are, for, for better or worse, a really good way of supporting this content. So if the more relevant the ad, the better. Um, if you're going to listen to an ad, I'd rather it be for something I, I'm interested in. So in about five or 10 years, whether it's Amazon or if Apple finally become interested more, uh, it's going to become a bit of a, a platform, a, tizai, <laughs> a platform, a oh my goodness, that's a tough one platformization of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now is this brief window where you can get started literally in your room, in your house, and maybe make a name, make a following, or at least learn the skills for when it's you know Amazon's show and I'm applying for a job as a producer or a guest host or a correspondent. I've got sort of something to show for myself. And in best case, it's I've started a show, it's doing well, and I get acquired to be on the the Amazon Podcast Network. Um, I've, I'm a bit of a realist about it that I know that you know audio content is never going to be as big as video. You'll never have a, a podcast network that's the size or value of, of Netflix. Maybe the entire of audio will be worth a tenth of, of Netflix's value. But that's enough to be very interesting to me, and I, I already just love the medium so much. You can do amazing things with a team of three or four people that you look at the credits, the end of a even a, a very bad Netflix production. And as we know, media teams making video are dozens or sometimes hundreds of people. Um, and you can produce something that's just as meaningful or, or more important to people's lives with a small team on a small budget. And um, I basically, I, I love podcasting. I can talk about it in however many ways, but um that's that's what it means to me. It's it's been my most constant companion my whole life, and uh, I've learned a lot of things through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my team for the podcast is basically two of us. There's me and Stevens, my sound guy. He makes it sound uh, the great way that it does post production. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, do the recording. Thank you, and, Steve, for your hard work. <laughs> yeah, he'll appreciate that. He's up in the 
the wonderful warm land of Minnesota right now, enjoying that cold winter, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> I can see why he's got an indoor career. <laughs> but no, I mean, I you know, I uh, basically will export this show into two separate wave files, kick them to him, record a little intro and outro, kick that to him, and then he makes it all into one beautiful thing. And when I used to do that by myself in my earlier episodes, you can hear uh, there's a lot of variations with the sound. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, I, I've literally spent four or five hours before on a, a half hour in a show trying to just get it perfect. And then I finally got to a point where I was like, man, I, I could probably just hire somebody and save, you know, the time and they're probably gonna be a lot better than I am. And that's exactly what happened. So that's um, very smart to realize that it yeah, is. there's no reason not to get someone who's got that skill set, yep. save you, save yourself that valuable time. Yeah. The thing I like about it is, you know, I get to connect with cool people like yourself from all over the world. So the networking piece is, a big plus for podcasting in any genre, really. And the other thing is, I think it builds a lot of confidence with speaking. You know, you just get so much practice and you hear so many other shows, you know, like you said, I may listen to, I probably listen to seven or eight hours of podcasts at least five days a week. So mm-hmm. at my day job, I can listen to it in one ear and use my headset for the yes. other I'm in the mortgage <laughs> industry. So it actually helps drown out the surrounding noise, which is, uh, you know, more than I can handle. So it works out well, but my ear is actually sore from wearing earbuds so much. That's so much I do it. So oh, I, no. I got to take a break on the weekends, but. <laughs> it's um, the true podcast fans with the ear calluses. Oh That's yeah. That's what to look out for. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let me ask you, is this something that you could get started as a side hustle or do you just want to jump in both feet? Honestly, um, it's my podcast problem, addiction, and whatever we want to call it, is is so bad it, it came up in my uh, my recent performance review at work because I just wouldn't stop talking about the ways that my company could use podcasts that um, shows I was listening to, I was contacting the hosts of and saying to my my boss, the CEO, the founder, hey, you should go on this show, and here's the reasons why. Um, it's it's really gotten to the point where I, I I've become a, a little bit uh sorry if I I'll just stop that and rephrase it I don't want to bag my company um it's actually reached the point where a few things have lined up really nicely where I can go into this full time I, I I like the idea of a side hustle I've I've always been scared to do projects in the past to the point where I, I kind of think of myself as a, as a entrepreneur, whereas I've got friends who've talked the talk and, and then gone out and done it. And it's, it's very inspiring, but I'm wondering why I'm not there with them. So because this project, uh, I've, I've got potentially a, a co-host I, I just met a few days ago, again, through Facebook groups, the networking is amazing. I had an amazing chat with, with this gentleman last night, and he's he's um he's a, a bit older than me. I think he's uh, in his late forties. Uh, he's living in a rural country town in Australia, but he's been podcasting for multiple years now and a freelance writer for for twelve. And I just put up a group on Australia's Facebook podcast group, saying, "Hey, I, is there any show out there talking about climate and just how we as people?" are relating to our natural world and, and how are we taking more ownership of this? Is there any show out there that's doing this? And if not, here's what I'd like to do. And he um, he jumped onto that straight away and said it's it's been – he'd been thinking the same thing in parallel for quite a long time and, and everything has lined up really well. 
So I, I'd say I'll I'll say it here now, so I'm held responsible that um this will be a project launching, uh definitely by by midway through the year, um and I do want to make it at least a at least a part time job uh, and and me to be out of a full time job in an office mm-hmm. to be able to devote that time to it. Very nice, and I'm really curious what's with what's the time frame of midway through the year. What's the significance well, honestly, of that time frame? Yeah. Honestly, for us, it's um, I could I could spin some yarn about how oh well, halfway through the year, it's uh, it's winter down here, Jason, and Australia is a very active place, and everyone would be outside at the beach during the summer, so I'd have a much smaller addressable market. But uh, really, I just need to give myself some time to get out of my job, to get a lot of recording done and in the can, and and work on our process. Um, I I should say it here now, so I've got plenty of time to to try to fulfill this. But I really want it to be a Radio Lab or 99% Invisible level of production show, and it to be a kind of an audio magazine format where we're not just doing a a conversation for for you know 30 minutes, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I want it to be an hour long show with at least five or six discrete parts, um, potentially in different styles. So uh, in the field recordings, uh, a news section, and then a discussion section about that news. I want to be going to to farmers markets here and having blind taste tests with with people at the market. Say, close your eyes, eat this tomato I bought at the supermarket, and eat this tomato that this home grower has you know grown out of their with their heirloom seeds and their small patch gardening. And I just want to hear honestly from people: can they taste the difference? And is this stuff important to more than the the small but growing sector it is now? Um, I really want it to be kind of of the level where you could potentially do a TV show out of out of it down the track. Mm-hmm. So I think halfway through the year is already pretty ambitious. Mm-hmm. Very nice. But there's some justification. Absolutely. I like that. I, I once talked to a guy, and I always wondered, I've talked to this, about this a few times before, but I always wondered if he ever listened. But I talked to a guy one time that had this idea for a podcast and is real thorough, and he was real excited about it. I was like, awesome. When are you going to start recording? And he kind of hesitated. He said, oh, probably probably within the next nine months. And I was like, nine yes. months? Help me understand. <laughs> and he, he had this this grand plan on you know what he had to get done and he had to get recorded. And I said, why, why don't you just start today? And he was like, oh, man, I, I, can't even, I can't even think about that with having an anxiety attack. And I said, I literally found out from a buddy that he was going to start a podcast. And I was like, what was, the heck is a podcast? You know? So I figured it out. And then I, like within like a week or a really short amount of time, I just ordered a mic and dove in. And my first episode, I think it was about 12 minutes long. I didn't know who I was talking to. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I just dove in and recorded and published it and just kind of uh, blindly wandered through it. But the beauty is, you know, everything that you can screw up, I've screwed up. I don't have any fear of failure anymore. I really don't because – the failure is not going to kill me or my family. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? So, no, that's right. And look know, at you now. Yeah. And, and if you're not failing, you're not doing anything. So, um, no, I just, my advice, I have a buddy actually last night, Jared, if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about, but he finally <laughs> sent me his first episode. He'd been talking about doing a podcast for maybe a year or more. And I was pushing him real hard, like, just record, just record. You know, ideally you launch with, you know, some recorded, but at the end of the day, it's better to launch with one than never launch. So that's right. I'll push you in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, Jared's show? I want to be at least, uh, at least, oh boy, at least one listen for me. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me grab my phone and peek real quick. 
It is right here. He's in the fitness space. So I could use a bit of that. His show is called, I think he named his show after himself. It's on Anchor. I know that. Oh, and good. That's, that's a great way just to jump in and test the waters. I don't know I, if the name of the show. I did a project sh- there myself. Yeah, and Jared, I'm sorry. I don't know if the name of the show is Why You Aren't Losing Weight or if that's the name of the episode. I have no idea. But it might be uh, <laughs> Jared Hamilton's his name. I'm not sure if that's the name of the podcast or what. I, Anchor's format's a little different than I'm used to, so I'm not sure. But. It is, yeah. It, it's, you know, here we are. That's the bellwether for this platform as podcasts. Okay. Uh, as a podcast network. Yep. So, yeah, you can still get them as RSS feeds, but the experience in the app is great. But because it's in the app, they know exactly who's listening. Gotcha. And the analytics you can get out of Anchor are pretty incredible. I bet. And, and direct feedback is pretty good as well. You can get claps. You know, it, it's this mm-hmm. medium style as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Where, yeah, you find out what particular bits people are enjoying in a show, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared, uh, could, maybe can we pop that in the show notes? Because uh, yeah. that's a great resource. Absolutely. I'll do that. No problem at all. Congratulations, Jared. Absolutely. So really interesting Really interesting to hear kind of where you're coming from. And I love the fact you've got a plan. Any concerns as you step into this plan? I'm just, I'm really, really curious to hear where your mind's at. Any fears, Any um, anything that's got you potentially hesitating with this? That's a really good question, um, and I'm I'm torn actually between saying n- no, I'm not worried. Uh, here are the things I could be worried about, and here's why I think they could be okay. But then, yeah, there is the nagging feeling in me where I- I'm leaving a, a safe, secure job where I'm earning a comfortable living, um, and that is that is terrifying to give up, honestly. Um, Going back quickly to, to 2008, you know, being an 18-year-old during, you know, the Great Recession, and I, I was back in America for that time for the first time since I was 12 years old, and it was really scary, the amount of pessimism and, and fear, uh, especially among young people I was seeing, because we were all applying for the same jobs, and we all had experience, and we all, some of us had qualifications, and it was just, there was nothing available, so... Ever since then, there's been a little bit of a fear of if you've got a good job, why would you give it up? But it's at this point, it's feeling like a real it. it uh, the job other than the money to fund m- m- me and my wife being able to live now is not getting me any closer to where I want to be. So it's it's a pretty simple uh I guess calculation with deciding to stay or go is if I stay, will I be happy in 10 or 15 years? And I don't think I will. So I think I should jump and, and jumping into this, what I'm scared of is, you know, will I have the, the skills and presence to be on mic to make for an interesting show? Well, I've done a bit of a test. I'm comfortable with where I'm at now and and I know that I will grow and develop. So I'm not really worried about that. I've got, a co-host who's already doing a show that will will just be a great contrast to me, the young, excitable, city-dwelling, American-sounding Australian. He's the you know steady. You know, we've already talked a bit about Radio Lab, and I'm not sure if your listeners are Radio Lab listeners, but will be the Jad Abumrad and Robert Kroll, which one the young, excited, and the other a bit slower and steadier. Um, in terms of the production skills, luckily I've I've got a network here in Melbourne. Even after being here for just over a year, I've got 
friends in music production that are looking to get into podcasting who'll be a great influence on the show. I'm working with a show right now, helping to produce it, who has a an audio editor in Canada that they found through through WeWork that's doing a great job. So I know I've got the contacts available. And honestly, going into it, it's um the the biggest fear is that I won't hold myself accountable enough to make it happen. But that's why daily I'm listening to shows like yours that just give that common sense advice that here's the facts. You do this or you don't succeed. Um, uh, basically, I, I need to keep that perspective and hearing from people like you uh, will help me to, to continue uphill as long as I have to until I, I reach my goal. Mm-hmm. What's well, really interesting, and this will all segue into a question for you, but What's really interesting is, you know, I'm married with two kids. Um, when I made my big leap into entrepreneurship in October of 2015, yep, almost three years now, 2015, um, nice. I had a small reserve. I thought I had six months of savings. I went straight from 80000 a year to zero, and I thought I'd build mm-hmm. that back up in three months. I still haven't built that back up, so... Advice I always give people, if you can side hustle and start trickling in some income before you jump, I would advise it because otherwise you make it much more difficult than it could be. Um, and then mm-hmm. the other thing I'm curious about, you know, my wife was on board at first. Then my wife, uh, even to this day, is like it would be so much easier if you were just satisfied with a corporate job like everybody else. But <laughs> literally my response is, Carmen, I would rather die than, than look forward to that as the rest of my life. I'm either going to reach the place <laughs> no I want to go. There. Yeah, I mean, I'm either going to reach my goals or I'm going to die trying. That's literally my truth. That's the way it's going to be. And there's no off switch. It doesn't turn off. Uh, today, I'm off from the mor- from the mortgage job, which is the day job. So I worked at 40 hours a week. And today I was off. I woke up. I went to the sewing business for four and a half, five hours. And then kids are home. We'll do the dinner and all that. And I've probably got three to four hours of the other business this evening still. And I literally work every single day because I'm so passionate about full-time entrepreneurship for myself um, that I literally won't stop until I get there or die. So I'm completely comfortable with that. But talking about it doesn't mean anything. I've been doing it consistently for two and a half years, and I'm actually starting to raise the intensity. Like I'm pushing myself even harder than I did at the beginning. But all of that to segue into this, curious to know where's your wife with all this? Is she on board? Is she nervous? Where's she at? Oh, I've, I've heard you you bring this this topic up in, in past episodes, and you're right that the relationships do take a lot of work and, and maintenance. And I, I am very lucky in that um, my wife knows this about me, that I have this drive, um, and the rest is logistics. So luckily enough, we've, we've, we're quite used to living on, on a very modest income, and mm-hmm. it was modest means. We spent two years in China where despite – when you're an English teacher in China, you're on quite a comfortable middle-class income over there, so your living standard is quite high, but – you don't want to live there. There's a lot of other reasons, environmental, the smog, the the danger of simply getting around every day, that um, adversity in the pursuit of something we're seeking is, is something that our relationship was kind of built on. 
Um, luckily enough, she's just uh, about to start this week uh, a great job herself. Um, and I know I've got it in me with, with hospitality, with freelancing, even if it means going back to a, a day job part-time. Um, I, I, I don't find myself out of work very often or if I do very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so if... If the motivation of I need to make this work to bring something in to support my my young family isn't enough, well, then I, I know I've got fallbacks. Um, I'm very lucky being here in Melbourne, which is a very livable and and you know quite affluent, very developed city. Um, so I'm not doing a taking a risk that I think will put us in any danger. But if that's the mindset I have to have to motivate me, then I'll I'll do that. But um, we're, we're very lucky here as well with with socialized medicine with our medicare system we're uh we're not going to be yeah in danger of death if um i take eight months rather than six months or or a year rather than six months at gotcha. least that's what i hope right now well that's that's awesome it sounds like you've got this well thought out and, and one thing to think about i mean sometimes when i'm exhausted i'm ready to go to bed all i have to do is think about if i go to bed now then i'll, I'll go to bed when i'm tired next time and next time then i'll let them down I think about my mm. wife and my kids and I'm like, Hey, I drug us through this, this mud. And I still believe it is the right the move because it's going to get us to where we need to go, but I can't let them down. So I'll just tell you as a, something to keep in your back pocket. When you get to those points where, you know, you're exhausted physically and mentally, uh, think about your wife. It's easier to let yourself down than it is to let somebody yes. else down. So phenomenal, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and here's what I'd love to do. I'd love to have you back on. You know, maybe six months down the road, maybe, you know, whenever you, you've kind of got up and go and, and kind of yep. follow up with you and see how things uh, worked out from, you know, this point to where you end up. I think it'd be cool. Perfect. You can hold me to it. Awesome, I, I'd, man. I'd love to do that. Well, if anybody listening would like to connect with you, what are some ways they could kind of check you out and learn more about Mark Spencer? Absolutely. For the, for the as yet, as of recording, untitled project, I've got some names I'm rolling around, but, uh, but nothing secured as of yet. It's all happening quite fast here. Um, I'd say just reach me on Twitter at, at Yankee Kiwi, Y-A-N-K-E-E-K-I-W-I. And hopefully by the time this show goes up, Jason, I might be able to get you links to where the show itself will be living and what our social handles will be. Yep. And if that's the case, they will be in the show notes. I'll make sure that happens for you. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much for this, Jason. Yeah. I, I really appreciate sometimes when a, a podcast host gets the tables turned on them a little bit. And I think today was a really good a, example of you demonstrating your expert knowledge. And I personally got a lot out of it. So I know I would be as a listener as well. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We are back, Mark. I appreciate your time, my friend. I hope you have made the leap or will very shortly as well. So if you guys want to check out the show notes, learn more about Mark go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 141 and get everything there. And if anybody listening would like to be a guest on the show, reach out to me. I'm all about entertaining new ideas, new angles, new perspectives, things like that. So put some stuff out there on my bot list on Facebook Messenger today and Instagram as well. So if you want to be a guest, you can go to the contact page on the website and there's a little link in there about being the guest and shows you the process to apply, or you can reach out to me on Facebook messenger under intentionally inspirational or on Instagram 
and I'm INTINS Podcast there. Thank you for listening. Appreciate your time and your ear. We will catch up with you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Intentionally Inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.